You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded, it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're going to do. Why do we want to fight that? When do we want to die? I haven't flipped flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this matter, over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for one of those rights. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. It is the an last exciting day of the season. Exactly. What? You beat me to it. But yes, oh, sorry. that is it. <laughs> are we going out with a bang? What's happening? Absolutely. This is our perfect week of humongous news stories. Exactly. We've got so much. We've got so much to talk about. We were talking about this last night and we were like, what are we going to talk about? There's actually too much to choose from. We, it was such a... Big week in politics. So, Bridie, why don't you fill us in on what we're talking about? Well, number one, we had a tragic event occur in the North Very Atlantic. Tragic. Yeah, that The death fun. toll from the Titanic continues to rise oh, at yeah. this late stage. Yeah, no, nah, brutal. Yeah, it's a bit... It's, it's very unfortunate. Um, yeah, that was pretty yeah. tragic, but it was impressive to see the humongous amount... Why do I keep saying humongous? That's like my favourite word right now. Um, <laughs> word of the day. The immense amount of support provided it by governments, Coast Guards, Marine Navies. Is that... Everyone. Navies? I'm, I'm, like, everyone. Yeah, it was, everyone. Everyone was there. It was, it was a huge mobilisation. The story of the week, I was, was. you know up very early yeah. on on Tuesday and Wednesday and that was like always the top story mm-hmm. every hour crossing to the US for updates like you've got I think you had France at one point was involved with their yeah, so. their navy you've got the US coast guard and the Brits I believe were involved everyone was involved. everyone was there it was really worldwide it was amazing to see just like how much the world got around. How many people were on board? Five, five passengers. Five people. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Meanwhile, in Greece, hundreds of mm. migrants died, and we're not really covering that one, but that's okay. And in Ukraine, we've had a war going on for that's nearly fine. 18 we months We really, now. we know how to prioritise, don't but we? But five people in a submarine. So let's hear, let's hear more about these five people. Well, we Diving had... Diving straight into it. Yeah, oh. let's go. <laughs> oh, that's a oh, poor that choice was, of words. Yeah, Sorry, guys. Too soon. So we had five people on board. We had the CEO of Ocean Gate, whose name is Stockton. Um, Don't I'm, worry, Brady. We'll Google I got you. Sorry. Sorry. So the CEO, he was Stockton Rush. Stockton Rush. Um, we had a father and son. We had um, a French diver. And then we had one other person who I've forgotten who it was, but... 
It, I thought it was on the run sheet and it's not. Anyway, so we had a submersible, not a submarine. So they were essentially in a carbon fibre tube. You know, not to mince words or anything. Yeah, yeah. They had a Xbox controller controlling their way down. Yeah, and wireless. one button. Wireless Xbox not controller. Even, not even plugged in. It wasn't in. even wired in. I listen. Oh I don't like. God. I this is the thing, right? Is I, I don't. Know that. I don't reliably trust like my AirPods to always connect to my phone, mm. Mm. and so I feel like putting my life in the hands of Bluetooth is just a little bit too far for me. I completely agree. Yeah. I worry every time that I press play on my music that it's just going to play out of my phone on the train and it's not going And then play people know headphones. what music you're listening to and I you're know. humiliated. It's and so embarrassing. Like, that actually happens to me a lot because I have AirPods and I use them with an Android phone and I don't think the AirPods like that. So no, it always happens. Because my phone then yeah. always goes, Freddie's stalking you. Freddie's stalking you. Yeah, no, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And then I, I was also, in case the glasses didn't give it away, I was a little gamer when I was growing up and I grew up on the Xbox side of things and I hated those controllers so that was the that that's how you should have known okay. this isn't going to go well okay so people's lives in the hands of a wireless video game controller don't know if it's confirmed that it was an Xbox controller it was a Logitech was a, one that you can buy for yeah. 20 bucks on Amazon yeah. I think and all the reviews are getting like it's getting review bombed now yeah there's some fun reviews I mean, on that one now that's not great no um but also the actual carbon fibre of the submersible, I was reading that that was um, bought at a significant discount from Boeing. Really? I'd read, I'd heard a lot about how there were only two layers and, like, the actual construction, but I didn't know it was, it was made essentially on the, like, the off-cuts. Ultra, it, was the ultra, it was made on the ultra-cheap, and there were a lot of sort of things that came out where the CEO was talking about it while it was being built and all the safety regulations that are around it, because, of course, when you're going deep-sea diving, there's a lot of safety regulations around yeah. that, and he was like... Uh, he he, he kept was saying how he was breaking all the rules. He was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we don't develop anything if we don't break the rules. He wasn't happy about the, all the safety regulations, which I mm. think he's regretting now, probably. That's a bit late now. Well, yeah, it's I've a got, bit late I've to got the actual, I've got the actual quote, because I don't oh, just okay. want to say Lachlan, things the ABC employee, comes through I'm again. <laughs> trying to keep that job. Um <laughs> So, no, he told he told the travel website that he had bought the carbon fibre used to make the submersible at a big discount oh, from yikes. Boeing because it I was no that. longer, like, it was past its shelf life for planes, so it's not safe enough to use in a plane. Fine for a submersible, or, I mean, as we found, not fine. Nope. Um, also, the window, they were kind of looking through the, the window of the submersible. Now, I didn't realise that window was actually behind the toilet. Wait, what? Is it actually? It was actually behind the... So they had to kind of look through the the toilet area where they Point would have seen toilet. the... toilet. Yeah, where they would have seen the, wow. the Titanic if they'd made it down that far. Wow. I'm going to be amazed. I'm amazed. I, I'm amazed it had a toilet in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't well, know how that... eight hours, though, you'd need one, I think. You'd need one. Hold on. I yeah. don't know how that would have worked, and I don't want to think about how that would have worked. No. But... I mean, that was the butt of a lot of jokes um, when we didn't know what was happening was that you know, your last earthly smell as you suffocate was going to be the oh contents no. of the toilet. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's pretty gross. But, anyway. But no, but the window was only rated to about 1,400 metres of depth. Really? The wow. Titanic, though, going down about 4,000 metres. Mm. That's it's not... It's a big difference. No. There's, so, like, a large gap there. For a lot of, you know, for I, it was, what, $250,000? Yeah. 250 US. Yeah, so even so even I more think in it's Australia. About four hundred grand. 
Yeah. Jesus. Wow. And it sounds like no expense was spared on this oh, yeah. on this submersible design. I mean, I Not. wonder what the operating costs were, like how they were justifying that huge, huge like price tag. I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of questions asked by yeah. you know by the families of the people. Oh yeah. In the submersible, um, and we'll and we'll find out. Um, you know, they'll they'll be. I think I did read there was going to be an investigation. That's good. Into how this happened. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and it's interesting to think about. You know. We've sort of laughed about how they were going down to the Titanic, but it's also like you can kind of see the appeal when you think that very few people will ever actually see the wreckage of of it in person because it's being eaten away by bacteria and rust. It could be gone in the next decade, the entire wow. ship. So yeah. from that looking at it from that kind of point of view, you can see the appeal of spending yeah. two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go down and take a look i don't know through the aren't toilet. they building like a replica of the titanic right now that will actually go out to sea are you I, kidding me I, I read that somewhere they're building like a like a titanic too <laughs> i gotta look that up i want to fact check not, this is it not like the most ill-fated voyage in maritime history uh, it, and they want to recreate it they want to recreate it yeah i just checked That's it is actually a thing fate. yeah no it's not great it's especially now. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I don't like this isn't good. I don't like this. I think um oh where does it say? It says it's a planned vessel, so they haven't built it yet, so there's plenty of time to turn back around on that idea. Yeah. Which they probably should. I think in light of this, people's yeah. minds will start people to people may reconsider. Change. I'd like to think that they're reconsidering it. Oh, guess who's behind it, guys? James Cameron? Clive Palmer. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'm not even yeah. joking. That was that was his big thing. That's been for years, the Titanic too. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. I've, only, I've only just discovered this now. Wasn't there a Titanic two movie? I think there was. Well, yeah, they made it. A... There was, yeah. yeah. Not not like the James Cameron Titanic movie, but it was like a D grade movie. Oh my wow. god, you're not even joking. No, April like it's actually 2012. Yeah, this has been yeah, it's been in the works for ages. Oh yeah, I'd like to think they're rethinking that now, or at least they'll build it a bit better this time but we'll see we'll see how we go i guess it depends how good of a deal you can get on some some carbon fiber um, well, but well, how we did do... it happen what how did the whole thing happen how did like the titanic no not the titanic <laughs> how did the submarine happen what happened how did there? the submarine well we don't know because okay. there is no submarine to find they found some debris um, do you mean how did it, how was it made or how was it destroyed? It just says here in the run sheet how did it happen. How did it happen? Okay, <laughs> so look. That means how did it di how did they die? Yeah, so yes. so yes. no, we we well, no, we we've got that. So look, um, the Coast Guard did have a um, a press conference around five a.m. Friday, our time, where they said that they were finding some debris from the from the submersible and that was consistent with a catastrophic implosion so mm. it would have been maybe that window failed or maybe the discount carbon fiber well i was I um, mean, the, the thing is without a thorough investigation there are so many things that could have caused a catastrophic implosion that you know it will take an investigation to figure that out mm -hmm. um but yeah i guess what what would be a comfort to those families is that it would have happened you're thinking you're down you know, thousands and thousands of metres above the ocean, so you've got all the ocean seawater pressing down on you. The water pressure is immense. It would have happened Instantly. effectively instantly. instantly. Yeah. Well, that's somewhat comforting to know that they didn't suffer, I guess. But no. also, yeah. did they 
know they were in imminent danger before this implosion? Well, I don't well, know if we question. would know, and I, I think that's what I'd find. find that's that. something I'd kind of be worried about. Investigation. As a no, we, we had um, um, Bart Kemper, who's kind of um, he's been an expert, kind of researching on this. He said it would have been like taking a needle and popping a balloon. That's an allegory and a half, right there. It yeah, is. Right. It is. But I want to circle back to James Cameron because we were talking about him. The director and of he's, the Titanic. The director movie. of the. I mean, he's got a very. He's he's had some things to say about he this. He is a bit he of an has. eccentric. I will put that I, out there. That's my opinion. Well, I was really confused I think he's a bit when strange. I, I. Well, I was really confused when I first heard James Cameron was getting involved because I'm like the dude who made Avatar two. That movie was so mid. What does he have to do with this? And that's what does what he have to do when with you this? Hear James Cameron. Avatar two, yeah, because that's the most recent movie I saw from him, and it was like really average. I Why? have no words to respond what, to that. What? How, no. is, how do you not just think Titanic? I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen the Titanic movie. I haven't either. Okay, well, but I've seen the Avatar movie. Have you seen the Avatar? No. Well, there we go. <laughs> well, what? I, well, I've seen Avatar, you haven't seen Avatar, but I feel like Titanic is a more notable movie. Yes, so why would but you I've not seen know Avatar. him for his most notable work? Because <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I have seen I feel like he's more notable for Avatar, honestly. Look, let's not get into this debate. We can start but, um, talking about my yeah, heart. Yeah, okay, speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he's been down in the ocean a lot. He's spent a lot of time doing deep deep sea expeditions down to the Titanic 33 times, to be specific. Jesus, good on him. So I wonder if you added up how much water pressure he'd been under in his life. Like, that would be a lot. Anyway. Is that something you can add up? That'd be impressive. I mean, I don't think it would mean anything. Yeah, it wouldn't mean anything. Anyway, he said that he's struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself, where the Mm -hmm. captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed up full speed ahead into an ice field on a moonless night, and many people died as a result. And for a very similar tragedy where warnings went unheeded to take place at the same exact site with all the diving that's going on around the world, I just think it's astonishing. It's really quite surreal. Mm. Yes. Well, you know, he's put it in a very sort of interesting light, really. It's nice to hear noted submarine expert James Cameron weigh in there. But apparently I saw a lot of memes there where it was like, wow, I can't believe that submarine expert James Cameron is on the case. It's going to be all right. But it turns out he kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I didn't know that about him. Which is kind I mean, of crazy. I guess when you've made Titanic, what, what you, yeah, you and can like, probably I guess do Avatar whatever you as want. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. How like, interesting. He did a lot of underwater work during Avatar 2 as well. I don't know if you guys have seen like the behind the scenes, but like. Oh, I did read about that. Where yeah. the I believe the world record for holding your breath that was achieved on the set of Avatar 2, I believe. I oh wow! So. Because they actually filmed it underwater, yeah. which was impressive. Yeah, and all the actors had to do, like, training to hold their breaths for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So he would really know about this, so it's kind of interesting that, like... Really, yeah. They should have hired James Cameron as a consultant. That's what I'm hearing. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's what the $250,000 should have been funding. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, um, wow. Yeah. Um, Any final thoughts on the Titanic? It was... Or the Titan? Or, either? <laughs> or, yeah. I, I thought it was tragic sort of to experience it in real time not experience it in real time like read about it in real time and read all mm. the updates and it was because really, there was yeah. a lot of hope that they would just be sort of found especially with that um the banging, the banging noise which i guess we'll never figure out what that I mean, was really like, sound travels a long way in the ocean right it yeah. could have just been some fish like bumping heads over like 
you know, on the other side Maybe. of the Atlantic. I Maybe, mean, I'm yeah. making it up, but like, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily ever going to be a sub. To be honest, that was what I, I mean, was thinking. Especially, I was like, we always hear like in David Attenborough shows when they've got the camera underwater, there's always clicking from the fish that are munching yeah. on their sand or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's sound down there. It's not silent. No, it's not. No, it's um, quite with, cool. Yeah. With what we know now, knowing that about the time that the Titan lost communication with um, Ocean Gate, the actual their boats that they had on the surface, um, there was a very loud bang that the U.S. Navy heard around yeah. that time, There's and the they Navy just didn't involvement. tell anyone for a week. Oh, I think they did, but they didn't tell the media. They didn't tell these, so they didn't tell the media. Oh. They kept it on the DL. That was on the DL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that- it makes sense i guess it's so the, uh... so coy of them yeah well, i guess they've got to do their, their due diligence like you can't yeah. just assume but... well i think the idea was that they didn't want to like tell the world that they had these capabilities of detecting sound underwater exactly or something but yeah. yeah i feel like you've got ears too most people can do that i'd be surprised if they couldn't hear things under the water if they were the Me navy like I, the always, navy. I always kind of expected them to... kind of seems like a pretty basic like essential yeah, navy. Like job yeah you would you would want base that. level no exactly <laughs> exactly yeah shall we go to a song what's the song bridey the song is cry club by no it's i want more by cry club Okay. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yes. I want more by, Clock Clock by I want more. Uh, you are listening to Represent. We will be back shortly. You are back on Represent. Welcome back. Wake up, babe. Wake it's up, Represent babe. time. It's Represent season finale. It's Freddie's time to shine. It's my time to I'm shine. Awake now. It's we're awake. Yeah. Oh, let's go. I mean, that's kind of news to everyone, <laughs> I think. But we're here. Everyone hears Mikey drama and they just immediately raise and yeah. they just go, what? Because just before Mikey's imminent death, it's decided to have one True. more sort of strike. I didn't even think about that. Yes, like, exactly. I read about all this and I was like, wow, what a stupid grab for money. Yeah. And then, yeah, I hadn't My- even thought. It's like their final last hurrah. Mikey just, so, around six months before it dies, it's decided to go, hey guys. You know how you love me so much? Let's continue that. Let's have like one last greatest hits moment, you know, because fares <laughs> are rising from July 1st by 8.7%. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is goddamn. The last increase was in January 2021, 18 months ago. Uh, now, the fares are supposed to rise at the start of each year. January 2020 was supposed to be considered at the start of each year. But they the, didn't. They didn't do it. We missed out in January. We missed out in January. Exactly. They were deferred. Wait, so, January. January. Do you mean the last increase was January twenty twenty two, and then yes. January okay. twenty twenty three was deferred? Yes. Yes. That is what we mean. That's what we Great. mean. I was so, like, hang on, that's not eighteen months. That's not eighteen months. January twenty twenty two. Sorry, it was we're, last we're not, we're not. We're not journalists because we can do maths. We no, no, exactly. We're about to prove. I did further, so I didn't do any. Wow, maths. you didn't do any maths. Mm-mm. Lucky that I was just yeah. the global politics grind. The global politics <laughs> grind, and now you're hosting a show about politics. I know, not about it, maths. It works so. Who would have thought? We should start a maths show. On <laughs> okay, so to. To make it clear, we had the increase January 2022. That was yes. our last one. We then had an election in November. Yes. And then we skipped our increase in January 2023. Yes. Only for it to come back now. In on a July little, 1st. July surprise. Start of the financial year. 
Yeah. Exciting. So exciting. Not a fun Have surprise. Have you guys seen the... I mean, this happens every year, but there are so many end of financial year ads on TV. Oh, my God. And, like, there are some very funny um, things if, to be advertising for. If Officeworks tells me I can write off e-offy thing or however they say yeah. it, bruh. <laughs> Honestly, but yeah, so here is what it's increasing to. A single fare is going from $4.60 to $5 on a normal ticket. That makes it a $10 daily cap, which is up from $9.20. Yikes. Weekend fares are also going up from $3.35 to $3.60, with the weekend daily cap now $7.20. If you're on a monthly or yearly Mikey Pass, which I'm not going to lie, I've never met somebody who is on a monthly or yearly Mikey Pass. Are you on a monthly slash yearly Mikey Pass? It is more cost-efficient. Especially if you were to buy one right now. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true. But don't you have to, like, use it every day to get to get your money's worth out I of worked it? it out. So, okay. assume it for me, I assumed that I would go in five days a week for around 40 weeks a year. Okay. Because, I mean, uni isn't that much, but I go in in my holidays as well. So, yeah. I assumed that I would make, take the maximum fare um, twice, or I'd take the maximum fare five days a week, 40 days a year, and that was... 40 weeks a year. 40 weeks a year, yeah, sorry. That was more than a hundred bucks more than the cost of a year. Right. Okay. Interesting. And okay. so like for someone working in the city and who takes the train every day, mm. like it is it is more cost effective. Okay, that's actually but if quite you're not taking it every day, then it wouldn't be. I should have done that when I was working in the city because I spent a lot of money on that market and I was I not know. making a lot of money. It's bloody expensive. Because <laughs> I wasn't necessarily gonna do it at the start of the year, but then I just I spent like fifty bucks in two weeks, and I was like, "Hang on a second. Mm. Well, that's actually quite good, but it'll still be better than just doing the Mikey money system. If you're mm. on the daily fare with the monthly or yearly Mikey pass, will raise from five dollars and fifty two cents to six dollars. So it's still better than the ten dollar daily cap. Yeah. So that's like forty percent saving. It, uh, yes. Ten to six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We can do that math. Bust the calculator out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, my cas is destroyed from further maths. But um, concession fares are also going up at similar rates by $0.40, cents, I believe. So it's now $2.50 for a single trip, $5 for a daily fare, $3.60 daily on weekends. Um, if you're a student who isn't on the concession, Mikey, you are getting scammed, basically. Mm. Unless you yeah. get your... You've got to get the little concession paper card, though. You do? Yeah. Because what a pain I've had those things are. I've had too many friends get caught on that where they yeah. haven't had the paper concession card, but they've thought the student card was like proof of concession. That was me. I'm a Queenslander. I didn't know any better. Yeah, <laughs> don't Do worry. I've had. I did not because Lucky. I pulled out my Queensland driver's license and they went, "Oh, he's simple." <laughs> <laughs> Big claim. He Big doesn't claim. understand how things work here. Fair enough. Yeah, no. I've had friends that have lived in Melbourne their whole lives, and they have got stung by this. My mate got stung a couple months back for two hundred and seventy dollars, around about, because yep. he didn't have his concession card. My so. friend just had the same thing. He got oh. the letter yesterday. That's brutal. It is. Yikes. It's really bad. Well, the price hike is a giant surprise because, as we said before, the price increases usually happen at the beginning of each year, and they are still expected to go up again in January twenty twenty four. Goddamn. Yeah. That's a yikes. The Cozzy lives. The Cozzy live. The Cozzy live. It's not happening. It's not. It's not going well. So this means an increase of over. This is. This that means an increase of over an increase and a half. What does that mean? Oh, so, well, this, so I've written here. This increase is an increase and a half because 
there should have been an increase in January. Okay, I see what you mean. And they've moved right, it to so July, and now we're getting bonus in increase. Next January. I don't, I don't They'll know. They'll just increase it by a half, hopefully. Well, it's just that this increase. increase is particularly high. It's over the last 12 months of inflation, which was about 7.8%, mm. I think was the number. Um, so a lot of people are reporting that it's above inflation. But if we're considering that actually we have to take into account 18 months of inflation, um, the cost of things has gone up on average about 10.8%. So an 8 point, what was it, 8.7% rise. It's actually less than that. So we're getting off lightly, but that's not really comforting to anyone who's having to pay these these you know more expensive fares. That's a lot of numbers. I didn't really especially quite get that. no, especially <laughs> with right all the buses at the moment, right? Oh, oh, perfect, Lachlan. I was just about to talk about that. So segues perfectly, and there's a lot of buses replacing trains right now. There's a lot. Victoria's big build. So did it's you in- read? Sorry to interrupt. Yes. Um, over the okay. weekend, um, it was a front page spread on the age that probably not then. Yeah, we get we <laughs> only lot, get the paper on it? weekends because yeah. I like reading the magazines. Anyway, Fair enough. It was about how essentially the entire west of Melbourne was cut off from the rest of the city over the weekend. Hmm. So Werribee and Williamstown lines are down for the entire school holidays with buses replacing trains. I think it was Sunbury as well over the weekend, and Dynan Road is closed. So the major roads, three very highly trafficked train lines, mm. essentially you could not get over to the west if you wanted to without like taking heaps more time than you normally would. It's just so such a it pain, was, yeah. It was a really, it was like a big, I was like, yeah, this is good front page news. Yeah. This is what should be on this the This is what page. I care about. Yeah. Thank you, Age. Good job, The Age. Well, I have like a cute little graph Tick. here that I found on Reddit this morning. So, <laughs> A source of all so wisdom. So a source of all wisdom. And it's basically sort of rank, rating, ranking each train line in the amount of days that they've uh, been offline or had bus oh replacements. <laughs> so... People on the Lilydale line have been suffering, especially this year. Mm. We've had 190 days of the year. Not so far, but this is, this goes from the start of the year up to the 9th of July, the end of the winter school holidays. Uh, if you're on the Lilydale line, you have suffered for 104 days this year. Are either of you guys on that? No. I had a, are you? No. no lock, I had a yeah. friend, so she was coming in from Blackburn. Mm. It would take her two hours to get from Blackburn to uni in the city. Um, and two hours to get home. And then when they finally, finally finished the bus replacements, it's like an hour's trip. Like, it literally doubled her travel time. Or more if the buses were late. Yeah. Like, it was just really, really bad. I love how you said, if the buses are late. Yeah. Like, it's it's a bus. The buses are late. look on the bright side. (laughs) (laughs) There's no bright side on the buses. There's only doom and gloom. Well, Lachlan, our line, Frankston line... Frankston's, Frankston's up there. Top we, three. Yeah. Top three. We've suffered 97 days, 51% of the year, of the first night, 109 yeah. days, sorry. Yeah, so that's well, exciting. Also, Pakenham and Cranbourne, I must say, they're like... They're... They, they like their sneaky nighttime closures, which they mm. don't always announce Yeah. until I'm at, like, Flinders Street and it's, like, midnight and I'm like, oh. where are the trains? Why can't I get home? Why can't I get home? I've been caught by that so many times. I think the other night it was, like, a mate's birthday um, and we went over to Graysland, so cool, would recommend, and then we all went back to Flinders mm. to go home. I go, to the, I go up, train lines ain't running. No. Wow. And I'm like, are you joking? How am I going to get home? I have work at 6am tomorrow. I can't deal with this. So then go to the tram stop. 
uh, like half hour till the next tram. Like, nope. So I got one of those like little line bikes home. So fun. <laughs> They're so fun. It was raining. It was great. That does sound fun. Yeah. You're, you're, you're getting a lot of use out of the scooters. I am. I've used them so much They're this really year. They're really fun. I use them. They're great. I don't use them in Melbourne, but I use them when I go to Brisbane. Yeah. Because like just going around South Bank on a little scooter. So good. I mean, Brisbane's like, because it's so hilly, like Mm, you need them. Exactly. You can't walk it. You'd be hyperventilating. Um, I had the opposite experience. I got to Flinders Street after, it was actually after going to a state of origin party. What? (laughs) One of my friends was having a state of origin party and I was like, hell yeah, I'll go. Anyway, we got to Flinders at about, I think it was about 12.30 or just before. And we were all like, there is literally one train that we can all get home. And so we just had to run to our platforms and be like, if we don't get this train, we are stuck at Flinders Street. Did you get the train? We got the train. We got the train! It was so good. Let's go. You are the only person that has went on PTV this year, probably. Yeah, I know. Once. It was great when it lasted. Anyway, we've had a lot of people saying a lot of things about this fare increase. A state government spokesman said that the government was aware of cost of living pressures and said, quote, that's why we're ensuring metro and regional fares, as in V-Line, continue to be the same price into the future and will continue to provide a range of discounts and concessions so that the cost is fair for all Victorians. Uh, so basically they kind of dodge the question by saying, but regional fares are the same as metro fares. I think that's interesting because they're saying that metro and regional fares continue to be the same price into the future, but they'll raise it again in January. Do you well, think they I... consider, quote-unquote, the same price to be adjusted with inflation every year? I read that as metro and regional fares, as in those two different fare types, will be the same as each other. Oh, Not that the price okay. of those fares will, but that's how I read it. I'm pretty yeah, sure... Right. That, no, that is how sense. it's supposed to be read. It I don't know. It feels like not being clear yeah. in that communication there we go. is a little bit, you know, that could play perhaps into someone's favour. Yes, exactly. It seems unlikely. I, I would know. I would never say that anyone would be deliberately confusing on purpose, of course. Why would they do that? <laughs> that would be so What's so the Shadow rude. Minister saying, Freddie? That's a great question, Lachlan. <laughs> the Shadow Minister for Public Transport, Richard Riordan said it's unfair and at a time in the middle of winter when 80% of our rail lines are closed and people are having to stand in the rain and go on buses it's simply a bad look there is no doubt that Andrew's government's commitment to low affairs was the shortest lived election promise in the history of Victorian politics scathing yes big words from the liberals I think he's at least half wrong because Regional fares are significantly lower than what they were before. Mm. So I think he's half wrong. Because now, like, you could go as far as... Because uh, the, the whole state or... isn't on the isn't on the Mikey system. Some areas in but Victoria you can still, still rely get... on paper tickets. But they'll still be... Is it still the same? Still the same. Okay, well, you can go all the way up to, like, Mildura for 10 bucks. It used to be, like, 60 or something, I believe. Mm. Like, I still think... Like, he's kind of half wrong there. Like, there's still lower fares for regional users but also then like the metropolitan users like us i guess we're getting stung by that we have to pay the full five dollars or uh what was it two dollars fifty to go a couple of stops Mm. which is a bit of a pain i reckon Yeah, yeah i guess he's also considering it from the environment that his party brought to the last election that two dollar fare cap mm so yeah, imagine where we'd be if that had happened. We wouldn't be talking about this, that's for no, sure. It would have no, been oh a pretty my God, dry $2.50. week of news. 
Yeah. What a steal. <laughs> and the Greens have weighed in as well. The Victorian Greens transport spokesman Catherine Coopsey has said the Victorian Labor government has no justification for a huge rise in Mikey fares. Governments around the world are lowering fares with climate tickets to lower the cost of living and make climate-friendly transport more affordable. Yeah, that's well, so I think cool. that's an interesting way to look at it, especially in the middle of winter, when mm. not only are people more inclined, I think, to drive, but yeah. also are using more power in their homes with heating. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah to think about it from the climate um, point of view, where you're putting more buses on the road, people immediately, as soon as you hear buses replace trains, you go, okay, I'm driving. Just cry. It's yeah. so sad. Like, I'm not getting on that bus. No, exactly. Because they'll be so full. A bus, compared to the amount of people that a train holds, a train holds like 800 people, I think, and buses, it's like 100, 115 or something, right? And they're also just objectively worse to use, They I get think. stuck in traffic. Exactly. They get stuck in traffic. They're less comfortable. There's less seats. Yeah. If, you're, if you need extra accessibility, that just mostly the isn't window. there on a bus. Yeah. So it's just like buses are... Basically, a compl- like they're no, suck. they're no real replacement <laughs> to trains, really. No. But they, but they don't have to suck. That's the thing. Like I come from Brisbane, buses are fantastic in Brisbane. Mm. Like, they're, they're like, more they're reliant great. on them. Whereas we have the trams, so I think I think that's what it is. Is yeah. it's that they're going? Oh well, there's a tram, so we don't have to have good buses. But buses can be fantastic. Buses they're can great. be really good. There's Pretty also, much every yeah. other city has very, very mm. reliable bus networks. There's also just the areas where buses. On like where trams, sorry, aren't even there. Trams mm. aren't there. Trains, are, uh, it's it's a longer travel, so you have to use a bus sometimes. Yeah, it's Especially, not even like a replacement. It's just your main transport mode, and buses yeah. are just kind of a, a pain in the arse. When you get honestly. a bit more out of town, especially over towards the west, you just have to get buses places, and especially in those areas where it's so reliant on one mode of public transport, it should be reliable. Yeah. Even if it's just there. <laughs> Represent against buses. Yeah. We don't Represent like buses. buses. We hate buses. Tell us what you think of it, all of this. On at our Sin, Twitter. At Sin Represent. Very good. Woo! Let's get some all tweets right. for the final episode of the season, yeah, guys. Yeah. Come Tweet on. Tweet us your thoughts. Tweet Any us your thoughts. thoughts. It doesn't have to be thoughts, politics feelings, related. Emotions. It can just be life related. Well, speaking of life, I love music in my life. You do? That's Friday. so good to hear. Well, yeah. I'm about to introduce you to Stressed by Dochi. Which oh, is our next song? We are going to talk about politics after this, but first, what? no be way. Stressed with Dochi. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to represent. Are you guys feeling stressed after that? That actually wasn't a very stressful song. I feel misled. I was extremely stressed. You were? Okay. Yeah, I was. Were you stressed about the segment or were you stressed about the song? Look, I was stressed about everything. Just life. But we do have a pretty stressful segment we to do. head into. We'll split the difference. It's been, it's been a conflicted few days. It has, in, yes. Well, it's actually been a conflicted 18 months or so. It's, but, been, it's um, been a long time now, yeah. We've had essentially what was possibly working up to be one of the most significant geopolitical developments that we've had in a year mm-hmm. it was building up it was building up in about six hours and then i went to bed and i woke up the next morning and it was gone it had been diffused you missed out. it was really weird i had a very strange so you i missed was, out i was like out not on my phone for like three hours mm-hmm. on saturday afternoon bridie has a life bridie has a life yeah exactly. i can't relate to that i come back and my phone's like blowing up my family's like, who's reading the news? Is everyone watching what's happening in Russia? I'm like, what is going on? 
I drive home. They're like, Bridie, Russia's having a civil war. I'm like, pardon? Goddamn. And I sit down and I watch the news and I'm like, geez, Louise. Yeah. And then so, you know, I watch the news, I get myself up to date. I'm like, cool, I'll have a look in the morning, I'll see what happens. Yeah. And then that's just like, oh, it's okay, problem solved. It's over. Next next issue. I was like, what? Let's move on. It was on. really yeah. strange. It's yeah. a strange experience. Jeez. So essentially what soon, happened yeah. was Yevgeny Prigozhin, who's the leader of the Wagner mercenary group. Unrelated, every time I hear or say Wagner, I can't like do it without like hearing some music in my head. So it's like Wagner. It's the Tannhauser theme. Wow. Yeah. Overture, not theme. What the hell am I talking about? Anyway. Also unrelated, but I'm watching Better Call Saul at the moment, and one of the last names of the characters is Wagner. And I'm like, oh, I've just noticed well, that. Well, it's colliding. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. Um, Lachlan, do you have an anecdote? I don't, I don't have no. an unrelated anecdote okay. about, well, that's, about that's civil unrest. No, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's the leader of the Wagner group, um, and he launched a march for justice that lasted for essentially about 24 hours. Okay. Um, he had his troops stationed over in Russia. So, uh, sorry, in Ukraine. So in Russia, there's essentially every oligarch has their own private little army. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. And so I think a lot of them have been fighting with the Russian army against Ukraine. Mm. But this time, he just decided, no, I'm cranky with Putin. Let's march on Moscow. Let's march. Let's off go. Off we go, team. And so, so, yeah, what happened as a result of this march? Well, off they went. They marched. There were military vehicles in the streets of Russia. Yeah. They made it to Rostov-on-Don, which is um, between, you know, Ukraine and Moscow. Okay. Um, and took control. Um, wow. But then the Belarusian president, Alexander Lukashenko, got involved. Yeah. He essentially brokered a, pre a peace deal between Prigozhin and Putin. He's known Prigozhin for over 20 years and is one of Putin's closest allies. So mm -hmm. apart from being the president of a very nearby country, he's sort of like the dream person to make you know, make amends between those two. Well, he want to piss him yeah. off. Yeah. He's, well, he's got a, he's got a lot of history. Lukashenko. He calls himself the last dictator of Europe. Oh, That's why he calls himself, and he's been. Yeah, I, I think I think huh. I think he intends it to be. Uh, yeah. But as he's been in power for a good a good couple decades now, so he would be. You know, he would have those connections to try and, you know, come to an agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, Lachlan. You've got. You got That's so it. Much that was that was that, my that was, related anecdote. That was uh, that was the. That puts pressure on Bridie and I to have a related anecdote. I know. I don't have a related anecdote. I I don't know anything about Alexander Lukashenko. Yes, that's I all. Do, that's all I we need to know, really. Yeah. Anyway, so in the days since this, um, they basically promised Prigozhin that he will be safe if he goes to Belarus. So I've just read that he's wow. apparently landed in Belarus. Not confirmed, but there's a plane that was owned by the Wagner Group, um, and they think he was on it, essentially. They've promised that um, in recognition of their previous service to Russia, all of the troops that marched towards Moscow, well, they won't be killed, they'll be safe. Whether that's true or not, you know, we'll have to wait and see. You never know. It seems a little unlikely, but mm. only one way to find out. Sure there'll be some bad blood there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like there might be a little bit of resentment going on. Well, that's the thing is they said they wouldn't um, 
they wouldn't lay any charges against um, yeah. Wagner, but now they're still investigating him. So yeah. Oh wow. It's anyone's hmm. guess. Yeah, and Putin investigating has... him to not lay charges is a very, you know, interesting move there. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of classic, isn't it? Um, Putin has just given a late-night address in the last few hours to his country ahead of a meeting with his generals and security officials in light of the mutiny that everyone's been talking about. So he paid tribute to some Russian pilots who were killed during the uprising. Now, this was unconfirmed until this speech. Okay. Um, no one actually was quite sure whether that had happened, um, but he did thank his security officials for their response and confirmed that several planes and helicopters were shot down during those hours, which is wow. interesting because we didn't hear much about that while it was actually happening. Yeah. So I wonder what's happened to change his mind to make him go, oh, I will mention this. I feel like everything he does must have a lot of reasoning behind it. He's a very tactical man, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah. Not making any rash decisions. He's playing like 7D chess or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find it interesting that he has thanked uh, the defence minister. Mm. Yeah. I think it's interesting too. Because he's... um. Because Okay, I was trying to... Why do you guys uh, yeah, be a little I bit I feel better? like you were prompting me to say no. something, but I don't know what you want me to say. I was like, you could just read the rest of that bit. Uh, no, but well, no, but because that, but... because Wagner was so... He'd come out so much against this defence minister in the uprising and was really putting a lot of the blame for the war against Ukraine on this one guy. Oh, wow. So for Putin to now come out and say thank you, that's a very big statement backing him and going, I've got faith in my people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, he's also accused um, Ukraine and, of course, its Western allies of wanting Russians to kill each other, which is an interesting point because I do think that there were definitely some people in Ukraine who were hoping that this would just kind of lead to Russia getting distracted from their war. Would They've launched a counter-offensive in the last few days that's mm. led to them retaking some villages. I think it would have been kind of almost convenient for... Um, Zelensky in that mm. from that perspective well yeah well he said that he's quite disappointed in you know Ukraine launching this counter-offensive against Russia this year um, but then speaking kind of last week um, Zelensky was saying that you know he feels that that's been going slower than he would have liked so it kind of comes back to those you know kind of like never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake kind of situations where yeah. you know Zelensky certainly would have appreciated this kind of sideshow um, to kind of strengthen them a little bit. What's been um, Joe Biden's reaction, Brady? Well, they've, he's rejected um, the comments that Putin's made about um, the Western allies wanting Russians to kill each other. The US has repeatedly said from various sources, but obviously the most senior being Joe Biden, that it wasn't involved at all and that it viewed the mutiny as an internal Russian matter, which is interesting because, of course, you know, the world will be watching very, very closely. But if he's saying from the highest point of the US government that they weren't involved, then, you know, you kind of have to take that as read, I think. Yeah. It's unusual yeah. for someone, I think for someone of that stature to lie about something of that significance yeah. would be very... Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. So we've seen, you know... The Putin's claimed Prigozhin's uprising that it was doomed to fail and that the country showed unity in the face of a treacherous rebellion, mm. which is 
also a fun one because, you know, there were a lot of people that I think were just thinking this is the end of Putin's premiership. He's not going to be president anymore um, after this. It's the first time we've really seen a feasible challenge to his leadership because yeah. he's ruled with such an iron fist since, I think, 2000? It's over it's 20 years. It's been a long time. Oh, was it? Um, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it's like it's definitely been a really long time Yeah, that there's been essentially no challenges to his leadership. He has been president from 2000 to 2008 and, oh, and since then he was 2012. Prime yeah, he was prime minister for those years in between, I believe. No, he was prime minister from 1999 to 2000 and from 2008 to 2012, you are correct. Yeah. What's the difference between those two in Russia? So he appoints the prime minister. So he's the president, oh. and then he appoints the prime minister. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's if you like ever think, a like... to himself, isn't it? Kind... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of the prime minister, um, of course, he's just said that, you know, Russia's faced a challenge to its stability and it must remain united behind Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. He said the consolidation of the whole of society is especially important. We need to act together as one team and maintain the unity of all forces rallying around the president. So, I mean, it's interesting. He's basically saying that we've got to just forget that ever happened, <laughs> which I think would be hard to do for a that's, lot of people. It's going to be difficult. Mm. Do we want to go to another song? Let's do it. Or do you want to go into your segment? Or we, we would you could like do that, to use the I reckon song let's, let's use the song. Okay, yeah. beautiful. Let's listen to Sing Along to Your Life by Flower Truck. I will do that. I will too. Let's uh, let's reconvene in a couple of minutes. Let's You're do listening it. to represent. Did you sing along to your life? Oh, you heard me. We did. We did. I feel like so we, we really we got the point of that one. Definitely. And we can move on. Tell exactly. us what we're moving to. We're moving to well the salvos. So they've just released some new research and they've made an announcement. We're all moving to the salvos. Yeah. I had some sick clothes from there the other day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a fit check. I don't have them right now. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, unfortunately, they found that um, six in ten Australians can't afford, or six in ten vulnerable Australians, so people who are engaged with the the salvos, um, so not sixty percent of the country, um, but six in <laughs> good ten distinction. Good <laughs> important distinction. Uh, but yeah, so six in ten vulnerable Australians can't afford to pay their utility bills on time to, due to a shortage of money. That's more than six times higher than the national average. Jesus. Wow, okay. So, mm -hmm. how was the study conducted, yeah, so they so, so they've, they've found this by um, surveying about 1,700 people who've accessed support from the Salvation Army, so it's that's really important. It's among the, you know, people who are having to access these services to begin with. And they asked them about the challenges they're facing. So five in ten are on hardship plans with their energy provider. Um, three quarters are cutting back on using heating, which during winter is quite concerning. Um, and 70% as well had reduced the use of lights in their homes. So that's something that we, um, when we were covering the budget a couple of weeks ago, talking to um, the academic from Charles Darwin University, whose name escapes me right now, he was saying that that was a trend he was seeing back in May. So, mm -hmm. I um, mean, it's interesting to note the heating stats. 75% yeah. of people, pretty much. Especially during um, winter. Cutting back on that. Yeah. And Australia has more cold deaths from the cold than Sweden. Really? Because our houses are, pu are poorly insulated. Yeah. So 
cutting back on wow. eating that's can have good. dire consequences. It can. Yeah. So that's, again, 74% of people who are accessing those Salvo services. So the Salvation Army's major, David Collison, he's saying that it's now more expensive to be poor in this country. Um, our community members are making the most devastating decisions, having to decide whether to put the heating on to stay warm in winter can literally be the difference between life and death, as you've said, Brady. Um, and the Prime Minister as well, Anthony Albanese, he's um, spoken out today about these findings, saying it's a tough time with global inflation having an impact. Um, and he's, he spoke about his mum um, I think as we as we know, he's talked about her quite a bit. Um, you know, um, um, Anthony Albanese having a single mum um, on kind of those social security payments and social housing. Um, but he said even though she had nothing, she'd always give to the Salvos. Um, so, yeah. you know, he's got a bit of a connection there. It would be, I think, though, there'd be some people perhaps who would think a little more critically about that particular line of rhetoric from Anthony Albanese. He is the Prime Minister and he has power to change the situation and to change the choices that a lot of people are facing. Mm. Um, and it, I think it remains to be seen if he's actually using that power to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really... Like, it's... I understand that it's like, oh, it's easy for us to say we're not seeing, you know, the political things that he has to take into account, but, like... We're living it. Like, yeah. we're seeing people, you know, on the streets freezing and it's cold and, you know, people's houses are cold. Like, when we're getting to the point that 75% of people who are using the salvos aren't able to heat their houses as much as they would want to, they're reducing the use of lights, they're in the cold, they're in the dark. Like, this is getting to really, like, base-level things that need to be addressed. Mm. Yeah, it'll be a space to watch. It reminds me of a song uh, from, by Whitmer Thomas. It's got this really topical line, if there's global warming, then why am I cold? I just really like that line. I think it's Thanks. interesting. Thank you so much, Freddie. But yeah, but with <laughs> that, season's over. Guys, what? What? Crazy. We made it. We, we made it. did it. It's been a big season. We had, like, so many good interviews. We had Sammy J. We had John Pesuto. We had so many of them. And everyone. We had Radiothon. Oh, Freddie misses it. Highlight of my life. He misses <laughs> it. You can still donate to Sin, I believe. Givenow.com. E media or something. Yeah, E-off-y. exactly. E-offy. <laughs> Tax deductible. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> see you in two weeks. All righty. Um, thanks for listening to Represent for this whole season. Yeah. We're so excited. We'll be back in... We're off next week and we'll be back the week after. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to be less wise. I'll have four less teeth. Anyone else having any wisdom teeth out? No, no? just you. Just me. Got mine out. Or are That's you at home tragic. doing it at SinRepresent? Tweet us. Tell us. Yeah. Let me know. I want to know. Um, let, yeah, tweet us, Instagram us. We'll miss you. You'll miss us. It'll be great. Um, but we'll see you in two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. We're not gone for too and long. remember to stay, stay political. political. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show.